people would just be like, well, we're driving through to Yellowstone. Like, we have no plans here. We just wanted to see the mountains. And I'd always be like, how dare you (laughs) treat my Tetons that way? This is the Exploring the National Parks podcast with Dirt in My Shoes. My name is Ash, and I'm a former park ranger and the founder of Dirt in My Shoes. I think that the parks are best seen from the trail, and I'm here to make national park trip planning easy. And I'm John. I carry the kids on the trails, I tell stories, and notice all the things that Ash doesn't care about much, like flowers. Join us as we show you around America's spectacular national parks. We're sharing our favorite places, fun facts, adventures, and misadventures. And we'll even throw in a little trip planning. Let's start exploring. Okay, everybody. I'm so excited about this episode, but before we actually get into Grand Teton, which is what we're supposed to focus on, I just have to tell you, this is our first time recording since we came back from a a big Southwest road trip that we took, and we did a lot of fun things, but I think one of the most memorable things that I have to tell you all about is how a bird pooped in Ashley's eyes. No! (laughs) (laughs) I was not prepared to talk about this yet. (laughs) It's literally my worst nightmare, and it happened. Oh a my bird gosh. pooped like in my eye, not even <laughs> off centered, not even near my eye. It oh went my in my eye. It was the funniest. And while she was taking a video too, and so it's like <laughs> we're so we were we were at Carl's Bed Caverns, and we were walking down the natural entrance, and so we're at the very top. And it's not just bats inside Carlsbad Caverns. You know, there's also some birds in there, too. And during the day, that's what you'll usually see flying around the entrance. And they do a lot of the same swirly flying around the cave motions that the bats do. And they were leaving the cave. And Ash and I and the boys were looking up at these awesome birds. And Ash is filming them. And it's just all of a sudden you see, if you watch her video, like the suddenly the video just goes like, There were some choice words spoken and some tears. So we'll just say that. Uh, it was so gross. Oh so I can't say I've ever cried at Carlsbad Caverns, but now I have. There you go. <laughs> I just wanted everybody, everybody out there to know <laughs> so this was funny. one of the, at, at the moment, I had to be very sympathetic, but I was just dying inside. <laughs> <laughs> so was I. <laughs> I was sure I was coming home with bird flu or something. Oh my gosh. The whole rest of the trip, she's like checking out her eye. Do I have pink eye? Was there something growing in there? That's because a bird pooped in my (laughs) eye. It pooped in my eye. Oh. So. It was so funny. Boo. So bad. (laughs) So before we got into that, I just wanted everybody to know, just to keep you updated on, you know, we do take some travels, some funny things happen, and that was the most (laughs) memorable moment from our last trip that I wanted everyone to know. So what are we talking about today, Ash? Grand Teton. (laughs) Grand Teton. We have to salvage this. Grand Teton is my favorite national park. John's feeling all sorts of uh, nerves today because he knows that this episode has to go well (laughs) because I love Grand Teton so, 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 so much. Oh my gosh. It is such an amazing park. But honestly, it's so funny. So the biggest town right next to Grand Teton is Jackson, Jackson, Wyoming. And both are like our whole childhood both of them separately. We'd never met each other, but both of us had spent tons of time in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. But we had vastly different experiences. I didn't realize this until after we were married, but when her side of the family goes to Jackson, they do completely different things that we do. I have 35 years of memories in Grand Teton. Mm -hmm. I basically have been there every year with my family just all growing up. And then as I got older, I got my first job as a park ranger there. I spend tons of time there. We only live a few hours from there now, so we can go whenever we want. So we're there oftentimes more than yearly. But my family always went to Grand Teton. Mm -hmm. We always stayed in Grand Teton and we had our things that we would do. We'd always go to the lake. My family wasn't really big into hiking, but we would usually do some hikes and stuff. Yeah, we spent all of our time in Grand Teton. <laughs> and 
yeah, and so then when Ash and I started dating, and then she was like, oh, let's take a trip up to Wyoming. She's like, let's go to Jackson. I was like, awesome. I'll call my dad and I'll see if we can get a raft. What? I'm like, no, the, <laughs> no we're going to the park. What? I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> what What park? You know? John's family never went to Grand Teton. Like, it blows me away. They're a big rafting family. And so they would go and stay near Jackson, and they would just raft the Snake River down the Hoback, which takes you away from Grand Teton, further from Grand Teton. Yeah, we would stay down in Alpine, shout out to the Three Rivers Motel, and the canyon that leads to Jackson, basically, we would just raft that for a week. We'd do a dinner in Jackson, and then we'd go home. And yeah. I can, I can only Without remember... stepping foot in Grand Teton, like it just blows <laughs> me away. His family did not ever even like venture the extra half an hour to Grand Teton. Right. You were river rats and we were in the park. Yep. And then we tried to merge those two. <laughs> and never the twain shall meet, basically. <laughs> it was so, it was my whole life changed when I met Ash and suddenly I was going to Jackson for lots of different reasons. Yeah. It's kind of cool. Yeah. And we do both. We'll still raft the river and stuff when we go. But for sure, like even when we go to Jackson with his family, we'll do the regular family stuff that they like to do. And then we'll tack on a day or two at the end Mm -hmm. to make sure we get into Grand Teton for me. Right. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, I know this park really well. Uh, John, out of necessity of being married to me, has spent probably way more time there than he ever thought he would. Today, we're just so excited to take you through Grand Teton. It's a smaller park than Yellowstone, mm-hmm. and so uh, you can cover more ground. It's easier to navigate. It's not quite as complex. For a long time, it was kind of an afterthought for mm-hmm. a Yellowstone vacation, especially like when I worked as a park ranger there and stuff. I worked at the Moose Entrance Station, and people would just be like, well, we're driving through to Yellowstone. Like, we have no plans here. We just wanted to see the mountains. And I'd always be like, how dare you (laughs) treat my Tetons that way? But it used to be that way a lot more. Now, Teton, you know, Grand Teton has gotten a lot more visibility. It's a lot more popular. People will actually plan time to go to Grand Teton yes. and not just Yellowstone with a little side trip, if it's that true. makes sense. But so, it totally deserves its own trip, honestly, yeah. in my opinion, now that I'm familiar with Grand Teton. It does. But I mean, it's only, so it really is only an eight mile drive between the northern boundary of Grand Teton and the southern entrance of Yellowstone. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, really do both. You're, yeah. You have to, you're right there. But for me, honestly, growing up and stuff, we would go into Yellowstone sometimes, but our whole trips were just Grand Teton. Right. And so you can spend a lot of time there, but it is such a good park for hiking in. It has some of my absolute favorite hiking trails that I've ever done. I would say, you know, when when I was looking at the map and stuff, I was like, there's really not any hiking trails that I have not done in that park. I have covered ground, man. (laughs) I have done so much of what there is to do there. Like even, I mean, there's secret trails everywhere that I learned when I was a ranger and stuff like that. Like I have been in those canyons. Mm -hmm. I have just like explored almost every inch of that park. So let's talk about it. Where do you want to start? Oh my goodness. Where to start? There's so many fun places. I think let's start with the outer the outer park road a little bit and then work our way towards the mountains. Does that sound okay? Sounds good. <laughs> okay. Awesome. So I have to start because so everybody know everybody listening probably knows I love movies. And it wasn't until about a year and a half ago that I realized that one of my favorite actors and one of the best movies of all time was actually filmed in Grand Teton National Park. Yes, wrongly so, but <laughs> yes. What? Okay, let me just give you, it was amazing. So here I was sitting on my couch watching Rocky Balboa getting ready to fight Drago. He's just like this amazing mountain of a man in Russia, you know, and so he's in Russia training and they send him to the Soviet Union And he's doing some jogging out in the snow and he's like doing some crazy cool push-ups and everything like that and lifting giant stones. And then he goes outside and what do I see behind the cabin where he's working out preparing for this amazing fight? Supposedly in the Soviet Union. Correct. Supposedly in the (laughs) Soviet Union. I see the Tetons. They're just right there. And I'm just like, 
mind completely blown, rising up back on the street. And Rocky's, you know, just running away from those spy guys. And then he climbs up to the top of the mountain. Drago! All in amazing Teton country. (laughs) And I was just like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe it. So if you're a Rocky fan out there, we all love the workout, you know, pump up montages. Exactly. (laughs) And the Rocky Four montage is incredible. It's so much fun. And just the fact that I saw, oh my gosh, that's the Tetons. Where we're starting is Mormon Row. The that's Outer Park Road. The Outer mm-hmm. Park Road. And that's where they built like a cabin just for filming of the movie. So you can't actually see the cabin where he was working out and everything and living with Polly there, you know, and Adrian comes and joins him. But that cabin's not actually there. But... If you go to Mormon Row, you will be standing in the same place as Rocky Balboa. I just feel like <laughs> they should have picked a less recognizable mountain <laughs> range. <laughs> because the Tetons are, I mean, that's what I love about them is it's not a very big mountain range, mm-hmm. but they're so iconic. Yeah. I mean, you see a picture and you're like, boom, Tetons. We can talk about this as we drive the Outer Park Road, but um, I love how the mountains change Mm -hmm. as you drive the park, but it's all iconic, all of it. You can always tell it's the Grand Teton. So, but yeah, Mormon Row is really cool. That's where you get that iconic picture of the barn in front of the Teton Range. Right. That super westerny looking picture. Yeah. And you can go out there. There's a couple different barns. There's some things that you can see out there. I mean, there's... Two different barns that are most likely the ones that you're going to want to photograph. But then we also almost always see buffalo out there. I've seen so much pronghorn. So many cool out there. Yeah. So that's a good place to go if you're wanting to see like those big mammals that like to hang out in the prairie land, Uh you know, the flatlands. That's a really good place for it too. Yeah. But Mormon Row, just so think of cool Western vibe. Think of Rocky Balboa. Yeah. Mormon Row. <laughs> there right, you go. Where do you want to go to next? So then going up the Outer Park Road from there, and we're talking about it's Highway 191 or Highway 89, depending on where you're going. <laughs> <laughs> they all have the same name. But you're driving north on this road. And this is really the road where you're going to get those just expansive Teton views. Right. And so it's mostly viewpoints. There's really not hiking out here. Uh, it's very flat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And you're in the River Valley, the Snake River Valley there. And so you just get those beautiful views of the Tetons with the river in front. So a couple of my favorites. I love Schwabacher's Landing. That one for a long time was a major secret because Uh the road was so rough getting down there and (laughs) nobody really knew about it. But now they've paved out most of the road and you can get down in there pretty easily. And then the Snake River Overlook is another just really beautiful viewpoint of the Grand. And this is the craggy side of the Tetons. Right. So as you're driving this Outer Park Road, like you'll notice when you're down closer to Mormon Row and you're closer to Schwabacher's, the Tetons look a little bit friendlier. Uh-huh. I want to say. Yeah, and I <laughs> That's think they're, the friendly they're almost side. Like, they're almost like leaning towards you yeah. in, some, in some places. They don't look as menacing. Right. But like then, they're coming to hug you. They are. Yeah. <laughs> and then as you continue driving further north, you'll notice like the vantage point just it makes them look so much more serrated and craggy. Like they look mean. Super jagged. Yeah, from the northern part of the park. And so I love just driving that road and seeing the change of how the mountains look so different depending on where you are. That's one of my favorite things about driving that road. Yeah. And what's super interesting, and we'll talk a little bit about why this is the case, especially as you're on that outer park road, you realize there is nothing between me and the mountains. Yeah. Because it's so flat in the valley. It's just like flat, 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 boom, straight up 6,000 feet or more you know, to these mountain peaks. And so we'll talk about that in the fun facts episode, why it is that way. But it's incredible. I think there are very few mountains that are so well like framed with like nothing in the way. Yeah, there's no foothills, really. Yeah. It really goes from the sagebrush flats Mm -hmm. and then mountain. Yeah, exactly. Which is just adds to the drama, I think, of these peaks. Yeah. And, so. I, and for us, I know we really like to kind of get up early in the morning and take some really nice sunrise photos. Sunrise is the best at Grand Teton. 
I mean, you'll get some good sunset photos sometimes, but mm-hmm. the sunsets behind the mountains, and it can be harder to get good photos of the mountains at that time. But sunrise, just like, oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> it's phenomenal. <laughs> so we like to drive that Outer Park Road in the morning hours because the sun shines on the mountains really nicely. Right. And you just have those beautiful viewpoints to stop at along the way. So yeah, the Snake River Overlook is out there. That's where Ansel Adams took like his famous shot of Grand Teton with the Snake River in front of it. So I love that one. And then you curve up and around. You go in another entrance station up by Moran. And then that's where you'll hit one of my probably one of my favorite places as far as viewpoints go in the Tetons. Mm -hmm. And that's Oxbow Bend. Right. And Oxbow Bend, you've got beautiful Mount Moran, you know, reflecting down into the Snake River. It's a really quiet part of the Snake River. You'll see wildlife out there. It's fantastic during the fall when all the colors change. Oh, yeah. Uh, but you have Mount Moran just like perfectly reflected down into the water. I've heard wolves out there before. Mm-hmm. There's a wolf pack right out in that area. We like to cross country ski out there. Like, it's just, it's so beautiful. <laughs> I love it. I can see that you're like holding back so much information because you just love this place so much. And so it's so great. I have like, yeah, I really am reining <laughs> myself in here because I'm like, okay, I only have, you know, a set amount of time. But if you need more information about Grand Teton, I'm your gal. Just I could tell you anything about things to do. <laughs> Not so much about like all the fun facts. John will be the expert on that. But just things to do, best spots, when to be there, what to see. Uh, what to expect, all of that. I just, yeah, I've spent way too much time in that park. Real quick on the note of like early mornings and how awesome they are. This last fall, we went to the Grand Tetons with the intention of like getting some really good early morning stuff. And when we were out there, it was incredible because I don't think I've ever heard such a symphony of elk bugles in my life. It was phenomenal. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It was so great. And we were on that outer park road area. You know, we had stopped. I think we were at the Cunningham cabin. Yeah, we were at Cunningham cabin and it was really quiet. Yeah. And we had beautiful views of the Tetons and Cunningham cabin, like you get those old buck and rail fences on this outer park road. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's just, it's so iconically West. Right. And so I love that area. But yeah, we were out there. I was taking a time lapse of the sunrise mm-hmm. over the Grand Teton and there were elk bugling all over and it was just silent yeah. except for that. It was so cool. And the fog is so interesting because the river creates a li- its own like little fog. And so we just sat there and we watched the fog roll away from us roll onto us and then like roll back off of us. And, and then, then it's like, all eerie with the elk bugling. I know. It yeah. was so cool. The coloring was so cool too. It was just like that early morning pink. Oh, it was just so magical. Cool. There yeah. there is I I honestly do not know of a place that is more photogenically beautiful than the Tetons. Yeah. Just everything about it is just like so perfectly crafted. Yeah. <laughs> It really is. And it makes you feel small in the best possible way. I love that feeling when I'm out exploring. It's just like you're just looking around with your jaw to the ground because it's like, wow, I'm just such a tiny speck. But look at this. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that Outer Park Road is perfect for that. You just you get those beautiful views. You're not too close to the mountains. And so you can really get the the whole landscape and the whole expanse in front of you. And yeah, the elk bugling in the fall, man, oh, man, <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. So then after you go to Oxbow Bend, then that's when if you stay on that road, you'll go up towards the Jackson Lake Lodge and Coulter Bay which are uh, pretty much the northernmost part of the park where you'll want to stay. And once you get up into there also, I mean, there's some hiking kind of along the road back in there, but you're not really close enough to the mountains and you're on the opposite end of like you're across Jackson Lake from the mountains. And so there's not as many activities in this area. If you're going to Grand Teton, I really... Don't recommend really staying any more north than Coulter Bay, just because once you get north of Coulter Bay, there's really not much to do until you hit Yellowstone. And even when you hit Yellowstone, you're still another about a half an hour drive to anything of note Mm -hmm. in Yellowstone. So there's kind of 
I mean, it's beautiful, yeah. but it's kind of a dead zone as far as activities go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, yeah, we'll usually, we hang out at the Jackson Lake Lodge. That's where my favorite gift shops are yes. in the park. I love the gift shops there. They have huckleberry pancakes. <laughs> at which the Pioneer is, Grill. Yeah, that's a that's a family favorite. Uh, we like to go and do that because you can find huckleberries in the park. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know a lot of these parks are kind of like selling themselves as like a huckleberry paradise yeah (laughs) and sometimes you go to all the gift shops and it's just huckleberry everything right but in the case of grand teton actually you can find huckleberries in the park so it's kind of fun to go to the pioneer grill and get those pancakes I like standing out on the back deck of the Jackson Lake Lodge and looking over. They have these some flat lands there where you can often see some cool wildlife, usually like elk, maybe some moose. Yeah, you'll want binoculars. You're not that close. Right. But we almost always see something out there. That's where I got chased by a moose on a motorcycle. I don't know if you know that story. I don't think I know that story. <laughs> yeah, we were driving on a motorcycle right next to Moose Flats, which is that area right behind Jackson Lake Lodge. And it was during the fall and it was a bull moose. And he came out like we're literally we're just driving on the park road. Oh, my gosh. And he came out of the brush right there and just like ran next to us for like 30 seconds. Oh my gosh. It was the most terrifying experience of my life. And it was one of those things where afterwards I was like, was that a dream? Did that really happen? Because it was a giant bull moose running next to a motorcycle. Oh my gosh. That's so crazy. Yeah, it was so cool. Like next to you or like slightly behind you? Like he was slightly behind. Okay, that's good. But pretty much next. Like I could see him from my peripheral vision. Close enough to reach out and pet him? (laughs) I mean, if we would have stopped. Well, and what's funny is like there's a ranger that I worked with whose car got charged by a moose. (laughs) Um, and he had to drive backwards, like to get out and away from it, because during the fall they do get pretty uh, aggressive. Uh-huh. <laughs> so even if you're just minding your own business, that's why you know Grand Teton has so many moose. They're my favorite thing yeah. to see in that part. You, I just picture, like, just knowing me and my buddies, like I just picture this moose being with him and his buddies, kind of like it, like in the, in the bushes, dude. I'm oh. totally faster than those cars. <laughs> yeah. Like, I no, bet I not. Could no way, that. dude. Dude, watch this. <laughs> Hold my antlers or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's probably about right, honestly. That's kind of how it felt cuz he didn't feel like he was like mad at us. We didn't mm-hmm. do anything. We were just driving. Mm-hmm. He's like, "I got this." Yeah. Let me show you how it's done. <laughs> that's awesome so yeah yeah moose flats is really cool and then um up to coulter bay i just love coulter bay because it's very nostalgic for me right that's where we always stayed as a family when we'd go up during the summers and stuff we always get pizza at least leaks yeah yeah that pizza is so good but coulter bay you've got the lakeshore trail you've got a swim beach there we pretty much always swim there despite how cold it is it is really cold you tough it out folks yeah (laughs) you get in jackson lake and just have a a wim hof moment every time you're in that lake if you know who wim hof is sometimes it's not that cold sometimes you're okay Unfortunately, you know, last time when we drove through Grand Teton, the lake is so low. Yeah. It's been really, really low. And they've been having to close the marinas and and everything. And so that's kind of depressing because you've got a nice big expanse of beach to to hang out on now. Mm -hmm. Hopefully those water levels get higher. I'm sure after this year's water. Yeah. It'll raise up. Yeah, I hope so. And hopefully they'll be able to open up all the marinas and stuff. But... That's kind of the cutoff point, I would say, mm-hmm. for that road, unless you're going to to Yellowstone and heading on up. Uh, but I do. I love the Coulter Bay area. There's a lot of bears up there. Right. So if you're wanting to see bears in the park, the northern part of the park really is awesome for that. Mm-hmm. And again, you'll see moose kind of everywhere and yes. elk kind of everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, bears, we almost always see bears at Coulter Bay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Let's go to the Inner Park Road now. Yeah, maybe. The Teton Park Road. And so that's the road that if you're looking at a map, it goes basically from there's a junction right by the Jackson Lake Lodge and the Snake River Dam 
um, right there. Mm-hmm. And then the road cuts in closer to the mountains and goes down by Jenny Lake and, and the Moose Entrance. It takes you all down in there. So right. that road is really like the meaty part of Grand Teton. Yeah. <laughs> That's the road that gets you close to the mountains. It takes you to pretty much all the trailheads that y'all want to remember and, and get to. And then it just takes you so close to the mountains. Plus, that's where like all the lakes are that you can hang out at. Yes. There's so much to do along that road. Yeah. The outer park road is much more viewpoints and driving. And the inner park road really gets you into the Tetons. Yeah. Which is so much. Actually, growing up, this is so this is like the one main memory I have of the Tetons from when I was growing up. It, it wasn't hiking or doing anything that you generally did with your family. My dad and our neighbor took me and my brother and we canoed from the dam all the way down the Snake River, all the way down to Moose. Mm-hmm. And it's it, it in a lot of ways, it kind of parallels where the Inner Park Road takes you, but it just gets you so close to the mountains where they literally, it's almost ominous how towering over the you they feel in yeah. some ways. It's so cool. And there's generally more wildlife. And I don't know, it's just just being right at the very base of the mountains is so much fun. If you want to take a river trip Mm -hmm. in the Grand Teton area. So a lot of times I have people ask, you know, we're going to Grand Teton, Yellowstone and Glacier. Like, where should we go rafting? Mm -hmm. And it's Grand Teton. Right. Go rafting in Grand Teton. But if you do a scenic float... You can float through the park, that same route you were just talking about. Right. So there's companies that run in the park that will take you down that stretch of the Snake River that just you have Teton views the whole way. Yeah. And so that's the scenic float I would do is one that is in the park, one that is not run by one of the whitewater companies outside of the park. Mm-hmm. Do one that's actually in the park because you cannot beat the scenery. Oh. You will not find a more beautiful scenic float Nowhere in the than world. the Snake River in Grand Teton National Park. Oh my gosh, yeah. It was just so idyllic. It was incredible. Like I remember at certain bends in the river, like looking down, the sun was just like shining down in the water and just seeing, like looking down and seeing fish, fish everywhere. And then there was one really crazy moment where like a bald eagle actually attacked a duck behind us in the canoe. (laughs) (laughs) And so we're just like paddling and all of a sudden like this, like a Donald Duck, like squeal (laughs) kind of a thing just happened. And like, we're all just turning around. We see this panicked duck trying to fight off or flee away from this eagle. It was apparently he was encroaching on his turf, you know? (laughs) And so, but it was just, it's so cool. And oh, I love this area. Yeah. Yeah. Scenic float in the park, Mm -hmm. whitewater outside of the park. Right. Whitewater, go with one of the companies in Jackson. Because that's where the whitewater is. Yes. (laughs) But yeah, scenic float in the park. You can't beat it. And then going south on that park road. So you'll hit Signal Mountain, Mm -hmm. which has a lodge. It's also one of our favorite places to eat. Yes. John's eyes were way bigger (laughs) than his stomach this last time we went there. (laughs) <laughs> and Every I love, time we go there. I know. And I love because the server is like, are you sure? Like he was trying to talk <laughs> us out of it. But at Signal Mountain, you can get the Signal Mountain of nachos. Right. It is a towering plate of awesomeness all put together. Cheesy. You know, you can get all different kinds of meats and cheeses on, on your nachos. But the reason I do it is because one day we have two boys. For right now, I am way over ordering. <laughs> But one day, there will be a moment when my boys start pulling their weight and we will finish the Signal Mountain of nachos. And at that time, when that happens, pocket knives all around. I'm just buying everybody a pocket knife because that's going to be a huge moment in the growth of my little family. I'm just so excited. This last time he ordered, you didn't even get the half order, did you? That's no, what the server was trying to talk us into because John wanted the Philly cheese steak and, and the signal mountain <laughs> of nachos. And so I was like, well, just get the half order of the nachos. And he's like, no, the kids are going to help me eat this. Like the kids are going to do it. And they're not very old. Right. Sometimes they do eat adult sized portions. They've got a good, healthy appetite sometimes. But yeah, so we had a full order of nachos 
plus you had your own sandwich. <laughs> and John was so sick by the end of that meal. He he tried, but did not even come close. I think to I got two thirds of the way through. Yeah. <laughs> and I ate the best parts of my Philly cheesesteak. <laughs> and I was ashamed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was the it was the illustration of gluttony i think is what it looked it like was, to our sweet server i know the guy the poor guy was just like are you sure you want to order that much and john's like oh yeah yeah i got this yeah i'm doing this <laughs> yep and i had my money ready for pocket knives if my kids just would have pulled their weight <laughs> Yeah, so that's, I mean, that's pretty much our favorite thing to do at Signal Mountain. There's a lodge, there's a campground, uh, you can take boat tours there, you can rent canoes. There's not really any hiking right there. You've got the Signal Mountain Summit nearby, that's a scenic drive you can do. But otherwise, heading south further mm -hmm. is really when you start hitting those trails. Yes. Starting with really like the North Jenny area right and so if you turn into north jenny this is where you'll find string lake yes lee lake and i have such a love for string lake yes me i too. love that lake it is so fun it's so picturesque everybody loves a good reflection for mountains like if you're hoping to like take pictures or just like admire mountain scenery everybody should love getting a good reflection and string lake provides that to you in huge amounts because it's it's a long shallow lake river kind of yeah, situation I mean, it's kind and, of not really a lake but i guess <laughs> i guess it is and so but i there were times when we've been in there you know we've gone paddle boarding there but a lot of times you can just wade out into the middle of this lake and you know there's some deeper sections if you really want to like swim swim but if you just want to get in up to your waist or something like that string lake is the best for that especially in the summertime when it gets actually really hot string lake is the perfect refreshment yeah to get to the shallower parts you've got to go up along the lee lake trail for a minute and you'll find some little like side stops off that trail that's like a nice little beachy area that's where the shallowest part of the lake is if you stay down by the parking area then it is it does get pretty deep mm -hmm. i love canoeing in this lake it's so pretty we usually do paddleboard though yeah and i <laughs> the lake is so shallow last time we went paddleboarding i don't know how many times i fell off the paddleboard because the fin on the bottom just like scraped something like <laughs> and it hit like a little pebble uh -huh. <laughs> that was sticking just a little bit higher it's so funny you're pretty good on a paddleboard but it's like when you're if someone startles you with like when they touch your shoulder or something like that you know just a regular person someone taps you and you like jump a little bit that little motion just like sets off a chain reaction that just dumps <laughs> you into the water it's not pretty folks it's not pretty but i yeah so i've been i'll just paddleboard you know and i'm living my best life in the shadow of the tetons and it's so beautiful and then it hits a little snag and poof, you know, there I go. So Where's Ash? Oh, she's in the water again. Yeah, but the, the part that makes you feel really stupid is when you fall off your paddleboard into the water and the water is only six inches deep. <laughs> Nobody falls gracefully into uh, six inches of water. It's more of a splat than a splash. It is. It is. <laughs> Got a little road rash. And oh, my gosh. But yeah, I love paddleboarding there. What is really cool though and this is something that i did a lot as a park ranger is you can so you can paddle up to the top of string lake to the north part of string lake and then you can portage uh it's only like 0.1 miles to portage your canoe or your paddleboard over to lee lake mm -hmm. which is just right there and lee lake like never has anybody on it nobody and the portage isn't hard. It's not that bad. So you just have to walk your stuff for a minute. Um, and then you put in at Lee Lake and then you're at like, Lee Lake is huge right. compared to String Lake. So you've got a lot more space to move around and there's nobody out there. 
there are campsites, backcountry campsites along Lee Lake. Mm-hmm. And so if you can get one of those, you can canoe to your campsite and camp right on the lake by and, yourself away from everybody. Yeah. It's like an oasis of solitude in a really busy area. Yeah. But I mean, nobody goes in Lee Lake. I don't know why. It's just like that one little, you know, 30 second walk <laughs> that you have to make that just dissuades everybody. Mm-hmm. Right. So, well, the trail turns off, I think it's up Paintbrush Canyon right there, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. And so the trail, you go, you the trail up Paintbrush Canyon kind of just crosses over String Lake right there. And so I think most people are just like, they just see the bridge and don't realize yeah. that they can get out and they go don't to even Lake. they don't even just keep going up they yeah. look at the mountains and head straight there like a moth for a flame you know yeah. it's just like, but they totally miss lee lake it's yeah amazing. yeah lee lake is really cool paintbrush canyon man oh man we got to talk about these canyon hikes paintbrush yes. canyon's really the first one that you'll get to if you're coming from the direction we outlined Mm -hmm. which i don't know if you're even gonna ever come from that direction that much (laughs) but i don't know why we did it that way but yeah so paintbrush canyon is really like the northernmost canyon that Mm -hmm. you'll hike in grand teton that has like an actual trail so i love that one it's steeper than some of the other canyons Mm -hmm. we found huckleberries up there this is where we like to go for huckleberries You are climbing, climbing, climbing. Yeah. This was the first hike that I did in the Tetons with you. Yeah. Was was Paintbrush Canyon. And it it was incredible. It was so amazing. Like you said, you climb pretty fast, but it takes you straight up into the canyon really quickly. And so you get your cardio for sure. But it's amazing how fast you're suddenly immersed in the canyons in Grand Teton. A lot of times in a lot of other places, it takes you a while to get that reward, but not in the Tetons. Well, here's what I love about hiking those longer canyon trails in the Tetons is like once you get in there, it's not like the canyon walls are really close to you. Right. The canyons are pretty wide. And so you get back in there and it is 360 degree mountains. Yeah. And you've just got crags upon crags like surrounding you. And so that's what I love about all these canyons and paintbrush is the same. I mean, you get up in there and you've just got mountains all around you all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. It doesn't take very long to get to that point. We've camped at Holly Lake, Uh which is up at the top of Paintbrush Canyon before you go up and over the divide. Right. That nasty divide. divide. (laughs) But uh, Holly Lake is gorgeous. Absolutely beautiful. So any backcountry camping, when you're in the Tetons, it's kind of interesting because they have zones for their backcountry camping. Uh, Sometimes they have specific campsites, but when you're trying to do anything like that, a lot of times it's just a zone that you're getting your permit for, Mm -hmm. and then you have to camp within that zone. You can usually find spots that are kind of established that people use over and over again, but that's how paintbrush works until you get really up to Holly Lake, and then there are specific sites. You can backpack up in there and just stay up there without much effort. You don't have to go like a million miles to get up in there. Yeah. It's so cool. So rewarding. So fast. Story of Teton hiking. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. So that's the North Jenny area is what it's called. You go in there and Mm -hmm. it's actually String Lake. (laughs) You are north of Jenny Lake, but you know, you can do the North Jenny Scenic Drive and that takes you kind of close to Jenny Lake. Right. Which is gorgeous. Yeah. Absolutely love Jenny Lake. And you can hike to Jenny Lake from the North area. That's not my preferred way of doing it Mm -hmm. because just down the road, you get to South Jenny and then South Jenny is the busiest part of the park. Right. Absolutely. Because everybody wants to see Jenny Lake and for good reason, because it's gorgeous. It's incredible. You know, it's funny because there's some great hiking trails right there, Uh but Jenny Lake itself, like you don't really swim in it. Nope. You can canoe, you can rent canoes and stuff there too, but like right next to the shuttle boat Mm -hmm. and people just don't really canoe there that much either. I mean, you do, Mm -hmm. but it's not like this pristine location. I just occurred to me, do you think it's because there's a Jenny Lake monster? I think so. Okay. I think word's gotten out. So they keep people out of that lake without actually them even noticing that they're not in the lake. Right. (laughs) That's why it's so quiet. Right. Yeah. So the lake itself, I mean, people don't use that much. No, they really don't. It's we just really take the beautiful. shuttle across. Yeah. And we view it from like the scenic drive. Yeah. So South Jenny is the busiest area of the park. 
I will go here. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> I will, because there are some hikes back in there that you just, you got to do. Oh my gosh. Especially as a first time visitor. Yeah. But don't go in the middle of the day or you'll be sad. Right. You got to get there early. I think my favorite hiking, I know I love Paintbrush Canyon. I like some of the other ones. And I know this is the busiest area, but I think my favorite hiking is up Cascade Canyon right there past Inspiration Point. Yeah. And so what the way that you get there is you take a shuttle across Jenny Lake to like a little dock. And then from that dock, you can hit a really cool waterfall. Yeah. Hidden Falls is there. So a lot of people, that's as far as they go. So you'll take the shuttle boat across the lake and then it's like a half mile up to Hidden Falls. And Grand Teton, surprisingly, like doesn't have a lot of really easy to access waterfalls. Right. And so that one is super popular and it's gorgeous. It's beautiful. And then if you go past Hidden Lake, you can go up another half mile up to Inspiration Point, which is a viewpoint that looks out over Jenny Lake. And that that's beautiful, too. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people will go to that point and then just turn around and go back to the dock and take the shuttle boat back. Mm-hmm. So that whole area there, that's where you get those Disneyland vibes. Yes. <laughs> where it's just there's people everywhere and the shuttle lines get really long and you're waiting and waiting and it's just crowded. Um, so that area... And you don't have to take the shuttle boat. You can hike around Jenny Lake. I typically don't like to do that because it adds so much mileage Mm -hmm. for similar views to what you've already had just being there at the dock. Right. (laughs) And save your miles. Save them. Don't hike the four miles, you know, (laughs) to get over to Hidden Falls and back if you can help it. Save your feet. Yeah. Save those four miles for going past Inspiration Point. And into Cascade Canyon. Yeah. So if you've never been there, let me paint a picture of how awesome this moment is. Because, okay, Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yes. Okay, course. Lord of the Rings. Can we go one episode without Lord of the Rings? No, we, we must not. Okay. So Lord of the Rings, Return of the King. The beacons are lit. The beacons are lit. You know, Aragorn runs because he sees the beacon up on the top of the mountain and he runs and talks to Theoden and he's like, the beacons are lit. Condor calls for aid and he's like, and Rohan will answer, right? Uh-huh. And then he tells Eomer, he's like, okay, we got to get all of our guys, muster the Rohirrim. Let's meet at Dunharrow, right? Okay, so then all of the armies of Rohan are like gathering at the foot of this mountain, which I guess is kind of like the busy Jenny Lake, right? And then <laughs> you go and then you hike up, 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 up. And that's where Theoden and like all of his captains and Aragorn and Legolas and Gimli, they're all camping. And then that's inspiration point. That's where Theoden and all those guys are camping. And then Elrond comes up and he's like, you need more men. And he's like, there are none. And then he's like, there are those who dwell in the mountain, right? And then Aragorn's <laughs> like, what? You would, you would call on them? And then he's like, they will answer to the king of Gondor. And he pulls out the giant sword, right? And then he's uh-huh. like, put aside the ranger. Become who you were born to be. Take the Dimholt road. You know, and then Aragorn, Legolas, and Gimli, they all go into the mountain. And that's what it's like when you pass inspiration point and you enter cascade canyon that's what it's like the canyon is just like crazy big mountains on both sides of you and you just you did most of the elevation gain already doing all those switchbacks and you just enter and you're inside the canyon you're in the heart of the mountain at that point and it's so cool that's what it feels like to me that is the moment you enter cascade canyon bravo i think it's a great description <laughs> yeah. i'm on board with this one yeah <laughs> so but good. really i mean because you're up in there and you're just surrounded again you're surrounded by these peaks mm-hmm. it's mostly flat so, yeah. and you don't have to go all the way back to get those views right you really only have to hike for like Half an hour. No, not yeah. You, you once you're past inspiration point, you've done most of the work. Yeah. You might as well just enjoy it. The way is not shut. Just a little bit more of the. <laughs> <laughs> it was made by those who are dead, and the dead keep it. No, no. So, but then you go. Cascade Canyon's incredible, and especially if you want like a really, really long, epic day hike, hiking all the way up to Lake Solitude will literally blow your mind yeah like it's so amazing because all of these canyons and we'll talk a little bit about we'll talk about this in the fun facts episode but these are glacial canyons 
glaciers carved all of these canyons out. So you have these big U-shaped canyons that just open up so that you can see the peaks on both sides of you and way deep into the canyon. And when you get to Lake Solitude, so the, the, the canyon forks. So you have a North Fork and another fork. South. South actually. Fork. <laughs> north Fork and a South Fork. I don't know why I thought it would have been something else. But so it forks north and then you keep hiking and the trees thin a little bit as you keep gaining elevation. Then you can just see peaks all around you. And then finally you get to Lake Solitude. You turn around and the canyon walls are the perfect frame and it's aimed directly at the Grand Teton. It's a textbook glacial canyon yeah. from back there because it will blow your mind how perfectly U-shaped it is. Uh-huh. But then you have the craggy Grand Teton <laughs> just like right there. Right. And it's such a beautiful contrast. Mm-hmm. Plus, you're at Lake Solitude, which right. is just, I mean, has great views. If you go past Lake Solitude, and I've done this loop, I don't know how many times. It's so fantastic. <laughs> fantastic is not the word you just <laughs> describe when you get to the top of and, where you're about to yeah, describe. Yeah, when you go past Lake Solitude, then it's just switchbacks forever. <laughs> it never ends up to the top of the paintbrush divide, mm -hmm. which is, again, just like phenomenal phenomenal views. You're at like 10,000 feet and you're standing at the top of this divide. And this is, if you keep going past the divide and down, then you're looped with Paintbrush Canyon. Right. So you get both. You can do a whole loop between Cascade and Paintbrush and go past Lake Solitude. That's the part where I always feel like I'm going to die. It doesn't matter <laughs> what time of year, <laughs> but going down the Paintbrush Divide into Paintbrush Canyon is the most treacherous part of almost any like regular hiking trail in right. Grand Teton, mm -hmm. that paintbrush divide gets pretty nasty. Yeah. And I mean, you're just like scaling the talus slope, yeah. basically, and, and there's some, always snow. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Last time we were there for sure, there was a huge snow field that we had to cross. It felt pretty treacherous, but we were actually just fine. But, but that was in August. Right. And so you try to go before that. I mean... The paintbrush divide requires ice axes for a good, you know, solid like 11 months of the year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 10 months, 11 months, because it stays really snowy and you're just, it's very steep. Mm -hmm. And so you'll definitely want to check the current conditions before you go because it does get pretty hairy back in there, but it's phenomenal. If you have time to do one big, long day hike or break it into one night backpacking trip, do the Cascade paintbrush loop. You will not be sorry. Oh, man. Yeah, it's so cool. And then get a patch at the visitor center or something like that to celebrate. Yeah. <laughs> that you did it because it's so cool and you will want to remember it for a long time. Yeah. So, okay. So those are like our main favorite trails at South Jenny. Yeah. And definitely just get back into that canyon if you can. It will make the area so much more enjoyable for mm -hmm. you. Definitely. <laughs> Beyond just going to Hidden Falls and back. Continuing south on the park road. So now you're getting down closer to the Moose area. Mm -hmm. And you'll pass by Taggart Lake, the Taggart Lake Trailhead, which I can't think of like a short trail that gives you more bang for your buck right. than that one. Yeah. It's if true. you're just looking for a pretty, like, good family trail that doesn't gain a ton of elevation, it's mm -hmm. not super hard. I always see bears on that trail. Mm -hmm. Often I'll see moose on that trail. Like, you get the wildlife still, but this is a valley trail. You're not heading up into the canyons. Right. It takes you to Taggart Lake, which is at the base of the Tetons and just has that fantastic reflection yeah. of the Grand from there. Right. If you jump on dirtinmyshoes.com, a lot of the pictures that are kind of our main showcase photos for Grand Teton are from that Taggart Lake spot. Yeah. Well, the trail is really picturesque and the lake is really picturesque. I'm pretty sure I have both just on like the homepage. <laughs> <laughs> If you couldn't tell my love for Grand Teton, just, <laughs> just based on the homepage of <laughs> Dirt in My Shoes. Exactly. But yeah, that's Taggart Lake there, that main picture. On Which is where I proposed to my beautiful wife. He just knows so me well. Knows. Yeah. <laughs> it was during the winter. Uh, we were cross-country skiing. Not well. No, I did so good that trip. <laughs> I cross-country skied up to Taggart Lake. 
which is hard to do is i mean it's it's not just like a regular ski trail (laughs) i was so proud of myself i think i took my skis off a couple of times though to get past (laughs) the scary parts yes (laughs) oh man it was awesome but yeah that was i love the taggart lake area it means a lot and it's just so pretty it's so pretty yeah it's absolutely gorgeous it's a three mile trail it gains like I think it's like 350 feet of elevation. Yeah, you really only have to go up like one major hill. Yeah. And then you're done. It's not. Yeah, it's not too bad. And it's just you'll see wildlife. You'll have the beautiful lake. You'll have the mountains. You get it all. One of the times that we were on that trail, Ash and I got caught in a major hailstorm. Do you remember that? When we were so I that happened in Cascade Canyon too. I don't know if you remember that. <laughs> Actually, when I was thinking about different experiences we've had in the park, I'm like, you would think we'd be smarter by now for how much time we spend <laughs> in Grand Teton, how many like big storms we've gotten caught in uh-huh. <laughs> in those mountains. Well, I think the reason I remember this Taggart one so much is because first of all, the hail was really big, but also at the same time we were like stuck behind a mama moose and her baby moose. What was frustrating and what put it in my brain so strongly is that they never turned around. Oh, yeah. Like, we got the moose butts. That's <laughs> like, I only got pictures of their butt. I know. It's like we were so close to moose. We couldn't pass them. and They were just meandering along the trail, but they never, ever looked at us. They only <laughs> ever just like wagged their bums at us this whole time. And so we're just like shaking our fists. Come on, just look at me. It was so fun. <laughs> So frustrating. Yeah. Pack a rain jacket if you're hiking, especially in the afternoon. I feel like we should just be totally... Now I just carry ponchos with me all the time. Right. But yeah, we've we've gotten <laughs> caught in some, some bigger storms. And being higher up in the canyons and stuff, you absolutely don't want to be like stranded up there caught in any big storms and you don't want to be going over any passes right during a big storm either so it can get a little bit crazy a little bit tricky to manage because well also you can get surprised by storms yeah pretty easily because especially the closer you are to the base of the mountains they're just straight up so literally you can't see half the sky so and things just blow in quickly and so if something comes a lot of times it could have been clear and you couldn't you wouldn't have been able to see the clouds coming anyways. You know what I was thinking? We skipped one of my favorite trails that I don't talk about that much. Which one? So Surprise and Amphitheater. Ooh, yeah. Those are cool. So this is a harder day hike, but again, if you're looking for something to get you back into some really cool views, mm-hmm. I love the Surprise and Amphitheater Lakes Trail. Yes. It's nasty though. It like, is it's, so challenging. <laughs> it's switchbacks for five miles. And I was looking at it because I was like, oh, I wonder how much elevation it actually gains. Because I just like, I just do it because I love it. It's 3,000 feet. Oh my gosh. In five, is it really that much? Yeah. And you start at the Lupin Meadows Trailhead. And this is where you start if you want to climb mm-hmm. the, the Tetons. Any of them, really. Right. The Grand, Middle, or South. You can start from... Lupin Meadows. And so it's just like quick, quick access up into the highest parts of the mountains. Right. And so those ones are really like surprise and amphitheater. That's some of my favorite lakes to hike to. Yeah. Oh, man. I remember. I don't know if you remember this, but one of the times that we did that hike, when you get up that high, there's a moment or there's a couple of spots where it's almost like you're going through like a mini pass. And so you've got a cliff on the left and a cliff on the right. And I remember there was a part where I looked over an edge and literally got like vertigo really mm-hmm. fast because it was just like such a steep cliff straight down. And it was at that moment when a guy was coming back off the trail and he was like, just so you guys know, I saw a baby bear. And <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, well, okay. And but the problem with seeing a baby bear is mama bears close behind. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so if you see mama bear, you gotta or baby bear, you have to be super careful. Otherwise, because if mama bears, you want to try to spot mama so you know where she is, so that you make sure you're not in between. Yes. Mama and baby. Yes. And we, but we were at like the, the section of the trail where there's nowhere to go, and so it's just like. He get, it's like telling somebody you're going to punch them in the face when they can't stop you, you know? <laughs> it's like, just so you know, I'm going to punch you in the face. There's nothing you can do about it. You're so like, just worry it. about it. Yeah. That's all I want you to do. It's just like, this guy tells us there's a baby bear and I'm just like, oh, shoot. 
This is literally the description of a rock and a hard place. There's nowhere to go. Stand and face mama bear or stand and face mama bear. <laughs> and let's, since you aired my dirty laundry about my uh, poop in the eye experience, uh-huh. I think it's fair, only fair to put it out there that John is very scared of animals. Scared yes. is not the correct word. <laughs> he gets so jumpy. It's really funny because like when we're camping and stuff, like I have to drug myself now to sleep through the night when we're camping because (laughs) John jumps at every single noise, like everything. And so seeing wildlife out in the natural habitat is so cool. But John is scared. I'm not scared. I'm hyper aware. (laughs) I'm hyper aware of my surroundings, which is why luckily for you, I mean, if, if something sneaks up on us, I will know first. And so will you? I can warn and protect. See, but the protect part is what I'm questioning. <laughs> it's not my fault you carry the bear spray. <laughs> but also, had Mama Bear appeared, it would have been very much the Bridge of Kaza Doom moment. We had nowhere to go. I would have put my staff down and said, you shall not pass. And then I would have smote my enemy upon the mountainside. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so at all. While he's putting his staff down <laughs> saying you shall not pass, I'm pulling the bear spray and going to be the one to do something about it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Just so everybody knows, I object to this portrayal <laughs> of my awareness. He's shooting uh, daggers at me right now for <laughs> for those of you that can't see him. It's fun. I mean, that's one of the cool things about Grand Teton, though, is you can start almost any trail with a really good chance of seeing something while you're out. Yeah. And I know for a lot of people that is scary. Right. And I even still like sometimes some of the trails, I'm like, ooh, you know, like I feel like <laughs> there's definitely something out there. Right. And I felt that a lot when we were backpacking back in there that last time, where it's just like, I don't know how I feel <laughs> about <laughs> being back here with all these animals. But at the same time, it's so cool. Yeah. Well, it's I think so one of the cool. most magical moments I've ever had in the Tetons is we were doing the Teton Crest Trail. We had set up camp. The sun was going down. We were sitting on the edge of the cliff there, just watching the sun go down. And as we're watching the sun go down, we're also watching a bear climb from the base of Death Canyon all the way up to the other side. And so that was incredible. I did not know that they were such amazing rock climbers. I knew they could climb trees, but that bear scaled an entire side of Death Canyon in like half an hour. And we're just sitting there watching the sun go down, watching this bear do its thing. It was so cool. We have no idea what happened after we entered our tent. <laughs> <laughs> that's when that's when I drugged myself so I wouldn't think about it. But I mean it's it's true. I have so many fond memories of just being with my family in the Tetons and just seeing stuff, animals everywhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember and it's not even just on like the harder, longer trails. It's on those shorter trails. It's just as you're out in the park. It's while you're driving, you mm-hmm. know, you're seeing animals. I remember I was hiking the uh, Lee Lake Trail with my dad from String Lake to Lee Lake. And it's mostly flat. It's a pretty busy trail. It stays full mm-hmm. of people. Yeah. And we came around a corner and there was a bear just right there, like hanging out on the trail. And I wasn't very old. I was probably like 10 or so. My dad immediately like he gets out his car keys out of his pocket and he starts shaking them. <laughs> and we are backing up. You know, you don't turn your back on the bear. You're, you're facing the bear and you're backing up to give them space and stuff. And the bear, I mean, he just like sat on the trail and we just got to watch him for a minute. I mean, my heart was going a million miles a minute. I remember that. But it's just like, how cool is it that like... We're literally just steps from the parking lot. Right. And we just saw a bear. Mm -hmm. And so that's one of the things I love about Grand Teton. But definitely go and prepared. Have your bear spray. There's nothing wrong with carrying bear spray. Bear bells really don't work. I mean, it's okay. It's not. If you want to hear yourself jingle for hours while you hike, fine. But the human voice is the biggest deterrent. Right. Well, you were the one that taught me the ash patented bear repellent technique as we're hiking just the every like 30 seconds hey bear 
Oh, yeah. Hey, bear. I sound like an idiot when I'm hiking back in there, but like I know there are bears. <laughs> I've seen bears on literally every trail in that park. And, you know, you get to a point when you do it enough, I guess. Like um, I was hiking Surprise Lake with my friend once and a girl comes down and she's like, there's a bear up there. Like I've just, you know, I'm done. My hike's over. And she just like was hoofing it back down the trail. I'm like, you didn't even make it to the lake. Like, <laughs> you know, and I understand it can be scary. But I mean, all I did was just like I started clapping and I started saying, hey, bear, and we're walking slow and we're looking for it. I didn't have like I had my bear spray with me, but I didn't have it out. I didn't, you know, because they're not going to just like all of a sudden charge you out of nowhere. It's right. not like in the movies yeah. where it's like <laughs> you're just walking and then boof, you know, you're down on the ground with a bear on top of you. Right. you no, know, that's just not how it happens. And so you just make noise so they know you're coming. And a lot of times they just move. And well, I didn't voice. even see the bear that she was freaking out about. I think I gave him enough warning that yeah. we were coming. Yeah, the human voice is enough of a deterrent for the animals to get out of the way. Yeah. And so anytime, talk loudly, have a regular conversation. The patented hay bear from Ash, everyone, if the conversation lulls for a minute, you know, you just got to keep putting your voice out there and the animals. Sometimes I sing. Yeah. Uh, especially if I'm by myself, I'll just like sing songs. Right. I sound like a moron, but it works. <laughs> so <laughs> anyway, just wanted to talk about that because I know it is a big fear for people. And John's right there in that camp with you. <laughs> no. <laughs> Which song do you sing, Ash? Um, Give us a rendition. Lately, I've been belting out um, The Greatest Showman. That has some <laughs> of the best songs. So I'm not going to sing on here. I don't think it's going to transfer well. <laughs> karaoke with I, dirt in my yeah. shoes. Exploring the National Parks karaoke. Love me some Zac Efron. So nice. rewrite the stars. Or from now on. Those are my main ones now. Those are pretty good. So, Whatever. We all know she's doing some Britney Spears. Don't you know that you're toxic? <laughs> that was my ringtone when I was like 14. <laughs> um <laughs> Okay, we've already talked about Taggart Lake, going south, continuing down to Moose. Mm -hmm. I love Moose. That's where I was a ranger. I was down in the Moose District. I just love that area of the park. But then from there, you cut over and you can take the Moose-Wilson Road, mm -hmm. which is a narrow road that takes you from the Moose area of the park down into Teton Village. Mm -hmm. uh, this, as it's named, is like a really good place to go if you want to see Moose. Yes. This is also where you'll find like the trailhead for Death Canyon, which is an awesome, awesome canyon to hike. This is where you'll find Phelps Lake. There is a jumping rock there. Right. That's really, I get questions about that sometimes because it's not published in any of the park stuff. Right. Uh, but there is a, a rock that you can kind of cliff jump off of, which <laughs> the last time I did, <laughs> I was with my friends and we were doing a full moon hike. Mm -hmm. to the lake to go jump off the rock. And, pun intended or no pun intended? Well, now it's a pun because <laughs> not only did we get the one full moon that we were planning on, we got two more from the naked guys on top of the rock playing their guitars. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but, but that's a really fun area. You can go from like the Lawrence Rockefeller Preserve and hike up to the lake from there, or you can hike from the Death Canyon Trailhead. As you get further south on the Moose Wilson Road, that's when you'll hit like Open Canyon and Granite Canyon, and those ones will take you up into lesser visited areas of the park. Right. Uh, those trailheads are not nearly as busy as like Cascade and Paintbrush, but just like so many canyons to go up into. There are so many good longer trails if you want them, mm -hmm. but shorter trails if you don't. Right. And... I mean, we haven't even touched on hardly at all the Teton Crest Trail, right? Uh, which you can catch from that southern end of the Moose Wilson Road and get back up in there. And then the Teton Crest is this beautiful backpacking route that just goes up behind the Tetons right? and just gives you, oh my gosh, phenomenal views. We'll probably have to do its own episode on that one. That's I what I was just about to say. We'll just do a whole Teton Crest episode. Because I could go for another hour on that one. Yeah. Oh, but I mean, so hiking in that park, like come to Grand Teton, you can get the good views if you can't hike, like don't, don't sweat it. You know, you can still see so many beautiful things, but man, if you can hike, yes, <laughs> there are just canyons and just beautiful lakes, so many good things to see. And then you've got the big 
craggy Tetons. Right. And it's just, we've talked, I think I've said it a few times. This is just such a rewarding park for so little effort. You just have to put in the most basic minimal effort, you know, and then this park just rewards you tenfold with whatever you can give it. You know, and so it's just so cool. There's so many different things you can see. If you want to see big mountains, boom. If you want to see, I don't know, just rivers and canyons and waterfalls and wildlife. I mean, I haven't even geeked out on the buffalo that much that are here. There's but so there's, many buffalo. There's buffalo yeah. here and, and it's incredible. And it's the greatest celebration of Western everything, you know, the mountains, the culture, the cowboys, the buffalo, everything is right here. And it's all, you know, it, I don't know, go West, young man, go to the Tetons, just that kind of thing. Th- this place just has it all. And whether you're making it its own trip or whether you're just, you know, doing a short stint down here on your major trip to Yellowstone, you know, visit this place. It's awesome. Thanks for exploring the national parks with us. Please share, like, and subscribe. And if you need any help planning your own trip, click on over to dirtinmyshoes.com. See you next week. Same time, same place. And don't forget to get some dirt in your shoes.